Boom. All right. We're live. GM fam, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Avatar, where we sit down with all kinds of metaverse explorers and get to know them a little bit more. Uh, I'm your host, Crafter, and today we have the one and only Cade Bergman. What's up, dude? Yo, thanks for having me on, bro. Hell yeah. Excited to excited to chat. Um, I know we talked about this right before we hopped on, but we, me and you did a show a longer time ago. Um, and after that, um, I think we kind of stayed in touch through social medias and stuff, but not not too crazy much. So I'm excited to kind of get caught up and get to know one, get to know you just a little bit better and also get to know what the heck you've been up to these last. I don't know if it was a year, two years ago or whatever it was, but it doesn't really matter. I'm just excited to to get to know you. So um, I guess I always like to start off with because. I'm sure there'll be people watching that don't know you, who you are. So if you want to just give people a quick little elevator pitch intro, um, origin story, what what have you, and then we'll just dive on into it. Yeah, bro. Um, so I'm Cade. I'm a YouTuber currently, content creator, all the things online. Just trying to basically navigate the online world, which I would call the metaverse. It's an early term, a term that people probably think is cringy. But it is the world that we're in, which is inevitably tied to our devices and to the online digital world and digital landscape. And there's been crazy opportunities at scale that aren't possible, not in that realm. And so I found that early on and I've always strived for more in my life. I always thought there was something extra that was supposed to happen. And eventually I came to a point where I was like, oh, you got to take a leap of faith to make that happen. You got to risk it all, essentially. And so a couple of years ago, I did that. Jumped into a car, traveled, had no idea where I was going to go, what was going to happen. NFTs just happened to come out right when I lost all my money and I put the remainder of my money into NFTs. And a few months later was like, damn, this is really fucking hard. And I lost the remainder of my money, but I'm a content creator. So maybe I will see what's going on in NFT land on camera and see if I can create a niche in there. And long story short, developed my own niche in there uh, without promos and stuff like that, which was nice to keep my brand clean. And uh, I've just sort of stayed in that niche of podcasting and reviews, educational content, everything about the metaverse and online worlds and stuff fascinates me. The, the VR world, AR, AI, all that fascinates me. And so I want to be at the forefront of that. And the easiest way for me to be there is to make great content, connect with the right people and keep on keeping on. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Hell yeah. No, that that uh, that vibes a lot with me and uh, kind of how I transitioned into doing this show and um, all the future stuff that we're, we've kind of been working on. So um, I love I love to that's I think that's why whenever I first came across you, um, I think that's why I was like, I need to get to know this guy more because it, it definitely feels like we have very um, similar similar paths in life. And um, I. I think you you mentioned, and I'm interested to hear more. Um, you, the start of this kind of journey for you was ending. You ended up uh, living out of your car. How did how did I guess how did you get to that point where you decided to do that? And then what was what was that like? And how how long were you in the car? I guess is my first real question. But then you can just dive into it. Yeah, I was effectively homeless for about six months. I it was a choice the beginning to do like a van life type of thing uh that turned into a nightmare real quick about the first 24 hours everything went wrong i uh the colonial pipeline which is this big hack on the on the east coast all the oil got stopped no one could get gas there was no gas and i just left on that trip forgot about that didn't he didn't really think about it 
Um, I'm like 18 hours into the trip about to like pull over and like figure out a place to sleep. And I realized my tank is almost empty and I'm in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. And I'm like, shit, dude, if I don't find gas in the next 20 minutes, I am stranded in the middle of nowhere with a little bit of money, but like, I don't know what to do here. And so I was panicking because they were saying it's going to be three weeks before people get gas. So I was like, well, shit, dude, this is not supposed to happen on the first day. And that was Seriously. pretty much the theme of that whole six month journey. L after L after L. I was in a Walmart parking lot when crypto crashed. I lost all of my net worth in one night. I literally went from like 12, it wasn't that much, but like $12,000 is my net worth, all of it in Coinbase, by the way. That mm. went to 2000. And then of that 2000, um, I, uh, I had a little, I had maybe like 4,000 in the bank and I took 2000 of that and I put it into Cardano to buy the dip. It kept dipping and I bought another thousand. I had a thousand dollars left and I, or a thousand or two thousand dollars left. And that two thousand dollars I basically used for gas until I found door dashing and I was able to make a little bit of money. And then NFTs popped around and I threw the remainder of my money in there, Com kept losing it. And then that's when I, I sold some photography NFTs. That's when I got into like the being on Twitter into like the, uh, the content part of web three. And that's when I was like, wait, I'm a YouTuber. I should make videos. And so, but yeah, it was, it was a, that was a trek, bro. That, that six month journey in the car was no fun. It was the hardest part of my life uh, for sure. But it was like the leap that started it all. Like before that, there was not a single thing I'd done that was impressive um, in my, like in my eyes, there wasn't anything that I had done where I had put all the marbles into something and I had actually risked something and like actually put out myself in a vulnerable way. I would argue most people haven't actually done that even later in their life. If, if they ask themselves, if I actually, if I actually, taken a real chance and actually been in a vulnerable position where things could have really gone wrong. And then have I actually done that? And that's what the joy age, that's what my whole brand is about. It's like that leap is like that journey and see what happens, but your journey can't start until you take that leap. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I similar, but not the same story. I, me and my wife started an online business um, doing online bookkeeping for online businesses. And, uh, and our leap of faith was that we sold all our stuff and moved to Bali. And yeah. like that was super uncomfortable at the time. Like we did, we had one client whenever we ended up flying to Bali. And then once we got there, we like things started to snowball and things started mm -hmm. to line up and um, we made things work. But I, I agree, like taking that, taking that leap of faith is so important if you want to do anything different with your life, in my opinion, um, other than the typical uh, rat race hops and pops in my head but um it just it is it's tough it's tough to do that because it one like just the thought of it makes you uncomfortable and there is that that possibility i mean you experienced it where it wasn't it wasn't great in the beginning but you you figured it out obviously and then i doubt that you would be where you are today if you didn't do that so i mean that's that's super rad that that you just decided to go for it and like you said, I, I think there's there's too many people out there that have these same thoughts but don't actually execute and go for it. Um, yeah. And there's just I, analysis paralysis. They're like, I'm not sure where to go. And I'm like, if you don't know where to go, then all you need to worry about is creating the mindset that will be ready one day. And you do that by just following the right people, continuing to watch the content that's going to continue to fill you up with good things and uh, feelings of inspiration and and creative thoughts and thought provoking content. If you can have a lot of that going, it's easier to take those baby steps to a point where you can finally leave. Like it took like four months for me to get the balls to leave, but it was four months of prep, like four months of watching good uh, content for my mindset, my mindset, and then like 
slowly building the car out to be something I could live in for a few months, uh, potentially uh, the future for like, I don't know how long it was going to be. So I let my mindset develop from watching the right people. There's a lot of Gary Vee, a lot of people saying like, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. You can't do it until you do the thing. So do the thing. And I kept hearing that to the point where I was like, dude, if I ever want to be someone cool, I have to do something hard. And there's no way to do something hard without doing it and just sending it. And so for a lot of people, they don't realize that like the one thing holding them back is making that higher high, which is so, uh, it's funny because that's, that's how it's relevant in trading. But when you make a higher high, then typically if you're in an uptrend, then the lows will also start to get higher and you start to stack up. And that's how the asset will go up in value. And if you look at the asset like your life, it's sort of the same. If you put in a really high high, like for example, uh, a quick little anecdote, I ran a 14 mile run a few days ago. I've never run more than six miles. I just decided to go. And then like eight miles in, I was like, I might as well keep going. And then eventually I was like 10 miles away or uh, 10 miles out. I still had four miles to go to get back home. I ended up running 14 miles. And then a couple of days later, I went for a casual, normal run. Normally that'd be two miles, maybe three. And I ran six and I wasn't even breathing hard. And I was like, I had to stop, stop the run because I had a meeting. Otherwise I would have kept going. And I realized that like, I've never done that before until I made that higher high. And in life, when you make that big jump, your standards go up from five out of 10 to seven. And now you're operating at seven. So now you're big. Now, like when you do something cool, it's nine instead of being at a seven. And so when you do that, your life starts to get better. And of course, there's no actual end. It's just like the chart just keeps expanding. The chart keeps expanding. The, the decisions get bigger. They get more complex. They get crazier. But you're more adapted at every level because you're always taking that small leap. But it all starts from the one, the one big leap in the beginning. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you If you don't go... There's no, there's no chance of you doing anything else. What I think there's a, I don't know who said it, but some basketball guy said you, you miss, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, and, and thinking of like, like that, that, that first step, that first go for it, that, that puts you on the trajectory, like you're saying, to, to keep on going up, and yeah, there'll be ups and downs along the way. But if you don't take that first step, you're never going to meet the different people that you end up meeting after you take that first step that then start sending you in different directions. And it's, it's just a, a never ending story. But if you yeah. if you don't go for it, you're, you're just going to keep going the other way. And the other way, maybe it's straight across. But I have to imagine that it's probably going to start teetering down because you're not doing what you want to be doing. And that's just a recipe for disaster. So yeah. You want to be with the right people. You're not, you're going to find the wrong people for making the wrong decisions. It's like, if you keep choosing the bad shit, you're only going to meet people who also chose the bad shit. So like, what is, that's not a good place to be. You want to have the best, like the right type of people around you. The only way you're going to find those people is by making those right decisions and eventually you'll find yourself in the same room as them. And then you'll find where your real friends are. Like I found the best, my best content creator friends because I just continued to do my thing and I watched other people continue to do their thing. And if it looked like we we're in the same trajectory, I was like, great. That's something I want to be friends with because they're doing it right and I'm doing it right. And that's how those things happen. Like people always wonder like how you find your mentors, how you find these people. You do it by doing your shit and then mm -hmm. watching who else is doing their shit, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that is that's why we're here that is because we did our shit and we're yeah. still doing our shit and <laughs> doing that shit uh just keeps it rolling so um dude you you i think i saw well one that I, I did see the i don't know if it was a tiktok or where i saw it but of you going on that run i think you said even said it was on your birthday like that yeah. that's Happy. crazy like <laughs> i think i think that that's awesome that like 
I mean, I'm not a runner. So thinking about oh, it, my. even running six miles run sounds before. sounds horrible. But but then like 14, like holy shit. Like I, I was just I was driving after that day that you said that you had put that TikTok out or whatever. Um I was driving somewhere and it said it was like it was like 13 miles away. And I was like, motherfucker <laughs> ran this entire way. Like, oh. holy shit. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's crazy. Bro, but, it was, I mean, that it, was, that was a fucking accumulation of Goggins content. I mm. needed, I needed Goggins in my life a little bit. I wasn't putting in the work. I wasn't, I wasn't doing the things and I felt bad because mm -hmm. I knew I should have been doing them. Like, I know that that's the work that needs to be done, but for some reason I couldn't get myself to do it. And then my mindset shift and I was like, wait, 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 the person that does those things is the one that suffers. So like, I have to want to suffer because I want to be that guy. So I need to ask myself if I actually want to be that guy or not. Because to be that guy, you have to suffer. So do I actually mm -hmm. want to be him? And eventually I find the answer was yes. And then when I started going that run, a lot of that was swinging in my head. And I'm out here breaking through mental obstacles, you know, four miles, five miles, six miles. Eventually I'm like, bro, there's a place I want to go and it's over there and it's three miles away. Do I, do I, can I suffer to get there? And I was like, yeah, Mario, all the way over here, bro. I already ran six miles. Like, I, that's more than I've run in, in like seven years. Like, of course I can. So, kept going at eight i was like shit i already blew past six so why can't i just <laughs> blow past eight and blew past eight ten thirteen like i don't i don't i can't explain it it's just like a, it's the most literal example of manifestation like if you ask for the things you're thinking about them all the time eventually you will you will come at that crossroads we get to decide do i do the things i've been preparing for or do i ignore it and choose the thing that i know i shouldn't do even though i even though like i know i should do the other thing but like i'm gonna have that crossroads decision and again, you, you always get meet with, you always get met with that crossroads where you're like, do I do the thing I know I should do or do I fucking choose the devil again and I do the wrong thing and I fucking fall down the pit again and again and again and again. Yeah, that I mean, it's crazy because I, I mean, I've been down going down a personal development rabbit hole for a, a long time in my life. And it's it's interesting how it doesn't stop like the, yeah. that that fucking devil that monkey on your back whatever whatever you want to call it the inner bitch like it's always it's always there and it but it's it it shifts it, it shifts to different things but it it doesn't matter what what where you are on your journey there's always going to be I, I i guess i don't know for sure but it definitely seems like there's it's always going to be there and yeah. you just you have to hone that mental toughness to 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 know how to deal with it and tell it to shut the fuck up and just yeah. and just move on and but it, i mean it, it's easier said than done obviously but it's it's one of those things that whenever you do push through it 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 is rewarding and and you do start manifesting the things that that you are actually going for um instead of sitting in that repetitive circle that that mm -hmm. is such a struggle and i think i mean when you i think like I'm not a psychologist, but whenever whenever you get stuck in that that circle, that I feel like that's depression. Like yeah. I I don't I don't I don't know. Like, but like that that definitely is like whenever if I had to say because I've definitely been through some some long cycles like that, and the, I would say I was depressed during that time, mm -hmm. and it's just it's just one of those things that you just I mean you. <sighs> How I guess I, I'm curious for, to hear your point of view. Like, how do you how do you work work through that and, and push through that? Because that it's I, I have some of my own own tricks, but I'm curious to see how how you kind of handle that. Because it sounds like you've been through the same circles as me. Well, like 
Well, I actually wrote a fucking poem about this earlier. It's a bit, it's a bit fucking long, and honestly, it's a whole thing. But I, I can <clears> summarize <throat> it for you. And it was, it was interesting because I literally had that thought. I was like, damn, it's cr- so crazy that like every single day you have to decide and choose to do either the right thing or the wrong thing. And it's funny because society got so obsessed with the nuances that like I feel like we're asking the wrong questions a lot of times. We're not actually focused on the thing that's gonna work. We're just like, we're trying to think our way out of things a lot. And I found myself doing that. And I'm like, why is that? That every single corner, there's a fucking choice to make. Like, that's so annoying. Like, why can't I just always make the right one and just like do something where it's just like autopilot, just make the right decision. Stop, stop making the wrong one. Stop going down the same pitfall every time. Why does that, why do I have to keep choosing good? Like, why do I have to choose the right thing every fucking time? It's so exhausting. And that's when I was like, yo, that's literally the point. The point is like only a certain amount of people can actually do that only certain amount of people can actually get that done the good thing is you have that same choice every day so it's like it's the it's a curse but it's also like the best thing ever it's like even if you fucked up bad last time technically like you have a choice to like redo that and like make the right decision the next day and you you basically will just be handed the same type of question until you make the right one, because there's no way to get past that, that hump until you get past it. And a lot of times we know the right answer. We just don't do it. And so for me, I just know that the game keeps going. And I know that every single month I look back on the month of content before and I say, all right, and maybe I had more money back then. Maybe I had more of this, this, and this. Would I go back to that versus knowing versus staying the version of me today where I know the things I know today, the conclusion I came to today, the struggles I got through to get to today. Would I choose today's version of me? Or would I go back to a version that had more money but knew less about the world or whatever, has experienced less? And the answer has always been throughout my entire life, actually, today's version. I always want today's version. And because I know that, I crave tomorrow's version because I know tomorrow's version will be better if I can keep playing the game, if I can continue going on. And I guess part of the thing that helps me is I know there are people at the top that aren't any different than me, haven't done anything, that won't do anything different from me, meaning I'll get there. I will get there. And I'm looking at them like the, the distance between me and them is closing. So I'm like, all right, fam, well, I might as well just see what can happen here. Like, I love adventure movies. I love movies where people say, fuck, fuck my job. Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm going to go do this thing. And I'm going to be on this random journey in the middle of nowhere, like looking for a hidden treasure or something. I love those movies. And I've loved them my whole life. And so to have any version of that now is very, very enticing. I want to have financial freedom. Not just to like be able to have the money, but like I have weird cravings to go accomplish and I need a lot of money to do that. And I I can't go have that kind of adventure. And like in every movie, you forget that like the one thing they never talk about is like how they're paying for any of this stuff. No, yeah. let's just take a boat there. I'm like, how? I can't afford <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got to get the money first. And then I can do those things. Like I want to be a fucking, uh, what's it called? Those people who paraglide, not paraglide. They jump off the mountain with like a little spacesuit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Base like, jumping. Oh, I, I want to do things like that. I can't do things like that if I have to go work a job and make this money. I gotta go make the money, and like I gotta leverage something. I gotta become a better than average person to do the things I want to do. Otherwise, at the end of my life, I'm gonna be so butthurt that I could have done it because I know that the people who did get there didn't do anything different. They just chose some harder things and they stuck with it. I know that to be true. I know it for a fact because I'm living it. And I'm like on knock one out of hundreds. But because I'm in the game and because I've seen what's possible. I know that it's there. I just have to keep going. And I think that that knowing that it's there 
it, it's enough for me to keep going and enough for me to push through every single obstacle because I've seen small bits of success. And when you see those, they start to add up and they start to they start to build. And I think that's the only way through is you follow the right people and you stay on the game and you just know that there is something there if you keep going. Like every single person can. There's always a piece of the pie left over for someone. It's only there though if you go and take that piece. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was an epic. Um, I don't. I'll, I'm going to call it a rant. That was an epic rant, by the way. I'm going to clip that Thank later. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I. One of the things that when, whenever you were talking about all that, like I pic I picture life as a video game a lot of the times, and that 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 seems. To, I don't know if it's just I play a lot of video games in my life, but that seems to always like motivate me to to keep on moving forward because like it's the same thing like when you're playing a video game especially like an rpg or something Mm -hmm. you're 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 grinding you're you're trying to get the gear that you want you're trying to level up so that your skills are better and like that i mean that's the exact same thing as in real life like you Mm -hmm. you don't just go from being where you are right now to being level 100 with the infinity edge sword and all the all the jewels that you can ask for kind of thing so it's it's all part of the journey and and when you when you're playing a video game the build up to the end where you do reach the level that you're you're trying to get to like that all is what's fun once you get to the end i mean yeah you made it and it's cool but for like five minutes literally yeah five minutes not right even. one <laughs> second actually by the way if i play pokemon the second i beat the elite four i'm like fuck fuck I, and Agreed. I know that's I know that's how life is too. I agree. Like because I know that's happening, I'm like shit, dude. It is a little bit about the journey. But I also know that you can also play as the champion. Like Lionel Messi won the World Cup. He's goaded. There's no mm-hmm. way to like refute. There's like, bro, won the World Cup. That's the last thing left. There's nothing left to accomplish. He literally right. did the thing. So like, what does he want to do? He goes, bro, I want to I want to play as champion. Like that's why I did all this. So you know that he loves the game. And yeah. I know I see little bits and pieces and people that I respect that I want to get there. I just know that, that like if I ever want to be friends with them, I have to go do these things. I got to impress them. You know, like I think that's a big that's a big like mindset shift. If you want to be around the people that you love, the people I looked up to a few years ago, I'm friends with some of them. It's unbelievable. Like I'm like, why? Like because mm-hmm. I did my shit and they were impressed. And like I did the same thing they did basically. And they had, they had the exact same thing for them. They met their idol. It, it, it's, a, it's like a fractionalized reality. I think I've spent a lot of time like doing spiritual stuff the last few years and everything's a fraction. It's a fractionalized version of truth. It always echoes and reverberates to the whole universe all the way to the smallest decision. You can always find like little things that also apply from bigger things. And that's why like every bit of content I, I engage and consume with, there's some level of like, is there anything I can pull from this that might aid my own soul type of thing? Mm-hmm. And I've always watched content like that, which keeps me in the game for content. But it has, I will say it's made me worse at, making content sometimes because I can't put myself in the shoes of someone who's not trying to use content every single time to get better. I only can put myself in the position of that, which creates a great community, but it's not great for like viral content. I don't right. think I don't watch content the way most people consume it. So I can't even, I can't even like fathom why you would watch content if you're not trying to get something out of it. So I only make that kind of content, which is not good for numbers usually, but it's what it is, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel that same thing. It's like, I, I know because i've been in the game long enough i know all the the different tricks and hacks to going viral i mean i'm not an expert at it but like it's just that's not me most of the time like that and 
just it feels so authentic to be putting like every once in a while I'll, I'll see something trending and i'm like oh that'd be fun to do and i'll go do it but like for the most part like creating content like that just it's it, it's not fun for me and i feel like like whenever if you are a content creator whenever you're creating that type of content that isn't fun for you it might work a little bit but like you said, you're not you're not growing the type of community that you want to have around you. You're just growing. I don't even like an audience, I guess, but not not a community. Maybe that's you're you're just growing an audience, and that audience, if they're not engaged, like what's the point? Mm -hmm. it, they they saw they saw one one funny or random video that you that you did, and they followed you and whatever i mean that that happened to me on fucking tiktok i, I wasn't even <laughs> i was just fucking around and like making making videos about doing stuff in the sandbox and and what i was doing in the sandbox and one of the one of my videos went viral and all of a sudden i had like eleven thousand followers and i was like what the fuck happened <laughs> like and and i i even look at that today and it's like yeah like my my account right now i think is at like fifteen thousand and it doesn't i mean i haven't been on tiktok in a long time so i'm getting i'm getting back in the tiktok game to begin with but so that probably has something to do with with the algorithm or whatever but also even after i blew up like that it wasn't the, those all those people that followed me weren't really like that bought into to me and liked me mm. they were they just they were one of my followers and cool but yeah it's 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 interesting how how that whole the whole social media game work, works because I'm the same way whenever I'm consuming content is that I I don't I don't tend to get sucked into the kind of clickbaity baity whatever you want to call it content I'm yeah. I'm more I'm doing the same thing I'm, I'm looking for stuff that I actually vibe with and that actually like I can either learn from from or take something from like I'm not I'm not just like consuming to consume I'm consuming for a purpose usually. Um, so yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, we can keep talking about content stuff, but, um, one thing that, one thing that you brought up uh, at some point in this conversation, you, you, you brought up that you've been trading and I, I saw some, a couple of pieces of content from you. So you, you went from NFTs to now exploring trading of some sort how i guess how did how did you end up in that atmosphere and what what are you um trading yeah so a few months ago i was doing the streams and i was watching like the nifty morning show and a lot of these web three uh spaces shows and i was like i love the nifty guys uh and i love threat guy I like leap i like some of these individuals but the content that we're talking about is interesting at all to me i just don't have any interest i don't care uh, it's not even, not even kind of, I like literally don't care. Uh, I would have thought that after two years, NFTs would have evolved or innovated a little bit, but they just have it. They, they literally have just stayed exactly the same. And so I'm like, okay, well I got into web three because of the innovation It's the only reason I'm there. I'm still there because I know it will happen. We're just in that middle phase where there's things happening, but not really. And so there's not a whole lot to talk about. So I'm like, all right, I can either do that. And know that there's nothing really to gain from watching that show. Like, there's not, you're not going to get any alpha. It's not going to happen. So, like, why are they watching? Well, they're either trying to get their attention of like the famous person that's running the show, which I'm not. So, that's, I can cross that off the board. B, 
that's the only reason. So I can't compete. So I was like, all right, I need to actually provide value. That's the only option. You either provide value or you're famous. There's only reason that people jo join your streams. That's right. like literally, you either provide a lot of value and so they watch you because they fuck with you. Or you're famous and they want your attention. They think if I watch enough spaces, he'll notice me. That's the only two reasons anyone will ever watch your show. And so I'm like, all right. If I just provide enough value, I'll get famous. So then I'll have both and then I'll win. So that's the mindset I was going with. So I was like, what can I learn in Web3? What do people do all day? What is the industry? With fitness, I came from the fitness industry. So I'm a big branding guy. Branding is the only answer. That's why I watched Gary Vee for so long. It's just, mm. it's the truth. It's the answer that you're looking for is branding, better branding. So I was like, fitness people work out. And then they watch their favorite influencers work out and show them new workouts. What is the equivalent of that in NFTs and Web3 and innovation and all that? Well, they're fucking gambling on nonsense JPEGs. So I'm like, okay, that was cool for a while. We haven't really moved on from there. So like, what are people doing actually on their day to day? Well, they're sitting on Twitter and they're talking shit. I'm like, okay, great. So what are the other people doing? Like, well, some of them are trading, I guess. Like they're, they're buying and selling stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, there's not a whole lot of TA that goes into NFTs. You either just know the right people or you get lucky and you get a whitelist because you probably know someone or that's pretty much the only way. So I'm like, all right, there's not a lot of help I can offer on the NFT side. It's also not a great financial investment because it's so random. And, and also the fact that like six people can change the, can effectively change the entire narrative of the project, which I don't like. And so I was like, all right, well, crypto, I love, I love the world of crypto. I love talking about the idea of decentralization, the government, like all these things. Like, I think that, that world is fascinating to me. It's part of innovation. It's part of this. It's part of the story. So I'm like, okay, in that world, I need to learn how to trade because there's not a whole lot of other things that people are doing in that world. Um, no one's using VR yet. No one's using AR yet. No one's using those things that I want to talk about. So I got to fill. I got. I need a filler. What can I spend a year or two in and learn that maybe will be aid my streams later? Street trading, crypto, trading forex. Those things popped up top of mind. And I was in the city. I live in the city of Seattle. And a few of my friends who are a lot more rich than I am and a lot more successful than I am were like, yo, we uh, we trade. We day trade. And I was like, what? No fucking way. I don't believe you. Like, no, we do. And I was like, really? Like, yeah, for like years, actually, we've traded. And I was like, oh, shit. And so I just realized that, like, all these people are trading. And I can learn this. And probably four times this, the uh, – probably cut my – the time it's going to take in, in, in half at least. I, in, like, in one year, I can learn how to trade if I do this. And so I did. I just was like, fuck it. I'll learn. I don't know if I'll like it. And honestly, bro, I don't like it that much. I like it, but I don't sit here and wonder what's happening on the Bitcoin chart ever. That's not on my, not yeah. even bottom of mind. It's just not that interesting to me. Um, and I think it's a little bit because I'm, I'm in this in between of like, do I want to make money strictly from online content? Do I want to see if I can diversify and do other things? And so some of that has popped up in mind, but it's generally good to stack skills. And so that's a very effective skill in my world. So I just chose that one. No, that, that makes a lot of sense that uh, more so my wife than I have been interested in it, but um, she's definitely interested in learning the skill of day trading. And she's, I think she even like signed up for some course or something. I don't fucking mm. know, but, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it does make sense to, like you're saying, stack, stack skills, especially that are like in the niche of whatever you're interested in. Mm. Like, and it makes sense that, I mean, that's just going to be another revenue revenue stream for you. And I imagine that it's it's something that can translate like even outside of the crypto space. Like I'm sure you maybe are already um, doing stuff that isn't just crypto related. But um, 
do you i guess now my question is like how did how did you learn because that that's something i think we had somebody else on oh, paper ape was on not too long ago and he's he's been trading crypto for a long ass time and yeah. that's that's how he makes his money and I, I say I, I have the same questions with him, and I, so I'm curious to hear how how you learn. But um, it's it's a skill that I think a lot of people here probably would be interested in learning. It's just I think it's intimidating to to yeah. try and figure out how to learn. Yeah, I would say it's it's like riding like a like a tricycle, not a bike, not quite a bike. I feel like a bike is somewhat easy to learn. Trading is difficult to learn. I'm not good at trading yet either. Um, I understand trading. I've always understood some level of trading, but to understand the actual mechanics of why, what, uh, that I did not know. And I did learn that um, through, I, I think you can learn on YouTube. There's a few YouTubers that I like. Um, honestly, let me just pop into my YouTube really quick and see if he pops up on recommended. He probably will. Um, he did not fuck. Well, there's this Asian dude who's really fucking good. If you just type in an, a, enough trading stuff on YouTube, you'll probably find him. He's one of the bigger channels, but he does, he's great. Like there's playlists you can teach yourself and you'll just explain things. I will say that there's something to be said about learning inside of a community. Like I learned with other people in person and that was very, 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 very effective. Like you're doing trading nights, live trading nights, live trainings, explaining things, why this happened, why this didn't happen. There's some level of that that I think was really important. And so I joined IM Academy because that's what all these guys are doing. So I was like, okay, well, I need access to that. It's expensive, but every single trading community to join is a few hundred bucks a month, no matter what you do. It's like anywhere from 100 to 500 bucks a month. That's just how it is in that world. So I was like, whatever. So I think I pay like 180 a month for that. And so it's expensive, but it's one of those things that like at the end of the, at the, end of the day, even if you join for a year, it's like you're, you're talking about like a thousand dollar investment. It's actually not that big. Right. It's so really not. That I just bad. need to learn the skill. I knew I need to get in and get out. I need to learn the skill and then see if it worked and see if I could apply it. So for me, I just did that. I watched a lot of live streams, participated in live tradings and trainings and stuff like that. And then a little bit of curiosity to sort of cap it off and be like, okay, I need to feel like I know enough to where I can just look at the chart and not always think, is there a YouTube video I need to watch? So I consumed all of it. I consumed every single video there was, which is how you do it in my world. You, you either throw yourself in the fire and then study it all after, uh, or you study it all first and then you throw yourself in the fire. Either way, you got to throw yourself in the fire and also consume all the content, which is either reading all the textbooks or reading all the articles or watching all the videos. And so I did all of that. And I also realized that it takes a considerable amount of your own work and your own determination to actually get it done. And for me, it was a little bit disheartening because I know that most people aren't at the point where they're ready to do that work on their own. It's just not something that's taught. You're not, you're not taught to like get yourself to do stuff. It's not something that you're ever taught. You just like as a kid, you're just bullied around to do things. And you're like, practice at five, get your fucking ass up. And you're like, ah, and then you're yelled at and then that builds some discipline, but it's not how to build discipline. You just build some discipline. And so it's right. not that helpful for you once you get in the real world because you, you have it, but you don't really know how to access it. And so I would say that it, it took, it's been like five months. I wouldn't even say the journey has begun yet for me. I like, I'm at five months saying, okay, I know enough to like, say I have known about trading, but like I, it's a, it's a long process, bro. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. A lot of people say it takes three years. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of what I, what I always hear too, is that so, it, it, it is a process for sure. And it's, yeah. It's, one it's a that, good one to know, though, bro. I'm not going to lie. It's really nice to look at the charts and not think I'm looking at hieroglyphics. Like, I don't know exactly <laughs> what's happening, but at least when I look at the chart, I can analyze it a little bit and not just have chaos in my head. Like, ah, I don't know what to say. I don't know what's yeah, going on. I don't. I, I mean, I look. I pretty much like I'll, I'll look at charts and act like I maybe understand what's going on. But yeah, like when I look at it, I was like, I don't. 
yeah. I really have no fucking idea. I uh, the only thing that I know whenever I look at a chart is is how much the asset costs right now, because <laughs> that's that's about the only thing that I can pull from pull from a chart. And well, actually, I was gonna say if there's one thing, if there's one important thing I could tell everyone about trading that would actually be really helpful is it's it's about life too. If you spend less time trying to predict what's going to happen next, you will ultimately just be a, a happier person in your bank account and your mindset. If you stop predicting what might happen, because that's basically just your internal bias saying, I hope this happens. You're not mm. predicting shit. You're hoping this happens because you're obviously going to pick the most possible scenario in your head, which is the most positive, uh, you know, best case scenario. It doesn't happen almost ever like that. You're going to lose all your money doing that. Instead, and this is from that Asian guy, you sit there and you react to what the market's telling you. You look at the market and you say, okay, it did this, it banged, it did this, it banged, and so we're doing a whole lot of this. That means there's a lot of pressure here and here. All that it tells me is I need to watch the price when it hits this level or this level, but I don't need to predict what's going to happen. I just need to read the candles and say, okay, based on what the candles are telling me and all these other indicators, this might happen, so I'm going to prepare for that. And there's enough indicators telling me this will probably happen, but if I try and predict what might happen, that's very different than reading what's actually on the chart and trying to pull a conclusion from that. If you sit there and try to pull a conclusion before you try and read what's happening, you will pull the wrong conclusion. You'll pull your bias. Whatever your bias is feeling at that point, it'll pull that out. And you'll be looking for that buy because you want that buy to be there and you'll fuck yourself. Yeah. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense that you are like you're you're looking for your bias even if you're yeah. trying not to be biased. Like it's <laughs> it's just human nature to to do that. But yeah, that that's dope. I you said what was it called? I am Academy. Yeah, I, I used I, I am Academy. People are curious. That's, that's just the one I used. Um, I think they all work. I don't think there's anything particularly yeah. special. I just connected with that because all the people in the city, like in person people, they all were in that academy. And so like whatever. Right on. Yeah, I I feel like that would go a long way in my opinion is being being in an actual in real life community learning. It's nice. I, I think obviously we can do all kinds of things online and I'm sure it works just fine online. But like, I, I think that that would help me is like being able to actually be going to something in person. So it makes sense why you would have picked one that all the people that you knew were, were doing mm -hmm. so that you could hang out with them. Um, dude, I have to, I have to ask you cause I, I forget where, maybe it's your profile picture, but I, I remember back, back in the day too, you had, you had the same, the same glasses in your profile picture well, and i'm sure you have them yeah <laughs> i was like I, I know you have to have them where where did this come from and what what is is it i've never seen this in my life and i feel like maybe it's something that is more popular or relevant or around than i'm aware of but or maybe it's not you well, gotta explain it <laughs> i found these so at the very beginning of the youtube journey with uh with nfts back in the 2021 bull run October, halfway through October, I was just like, bro, subscribers were flying in, like offers for a commission video, like everything was going. And I was like, all right. And so I was having fun. And I was just like, I just wanted to do a Halloween bit. And so for like 12 days straight, I just had a different mask on every day or a different face thing. This just was one of the 20 items that I had bought at Goodwill that week. And I um, ended up running out of masks that I wanted to wear. And, I, and this one, for some reason, I noticed that in two of the thumbnails, I got twice as many views. And I didn't know if that was the topic or the timing or the glasses. But I just kept wearing the glasses and no one said anything. And then some people started to laugh at them. They thought it was funny. And then someone commented. I remember this comment. I don't know who it was. But they commented, I only clicked this video. I only clicked this video because of the glasses. 
And then I got started getting hate on the glasses. Like, Fuck this guy with glasses. Why do I listen to an <laughs> idiot who wears glasses like that? And I was like, all right, I definitely am wearing these glasses now because this is yeah. getting a lot of reactions. And I don't know what that's going to lead to, but there's always going to be hate. So at least I'll just roll with this. And so then I had my first interview with someone that I highly respected. Very, very established businessman, Greg Norman, CEO of Jupiter Project, CEO of Bougie Project, um, very exceptional entrepreneur and businessman. And I went to interview him, not live. It was just him and me, him and me on a Zoom call. And uh, fuck, bro, I did. I, I chickened out of wearing the glasses because uh, I was like, bro, there's no way this guy's going to get it or even like it. First thing he says when he comes on, he goes, Cade, where the fuck are your sunglasses, bro? <laughs> and I was like, they're right here. And I put them on and I just did not take them off after that. And so, yeah. That's what I would say. It was literally because the, they look good in thumbnails, and I realized early on that they're a brand builder. I can get people to recognize these glasses, and it worked, bro. Every single event I go to, more it's it's so wild because it's not like I have a ton of subscribers, like not even close to that, right? But I do get recognized in public, which is wild to me because I'm sitting here going like, okay, A, I should not be full-time because I don't have 100,000 subscribers. B, I should not be getting recognized because I have hundred less than 100,000 subscribers. That's not normal. But I would go to these events like New York or LA or VCon or whatever these NFT conferences were. And if I was wearing the glasses, bro, every single day, someone pulled me on the side of the street or, or like yelled at me across whatever it was. And it was only because these glasses, they'd be like, yo, I recognize the glasses. And I was like, wow, I don't want to wear these every day because I don't want to have to wear them. Yeah. But at least if I wear them enough and enough of my content. I got to figure out a way to keep them part of the brand, but not have to wear them. And so now I make a lot of content where it's like one person talking, one person answering and like a little. And so I'll have one of them wearing the glasses and yeah. I'm starting to try and try and find ways where I don't need to wear them, but, but I'm still, it's like, it's still a brand asset, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it makes you, it makes you pop. And yeah. it, I, I mean, I think the the yellow probably definitely helps, but like the, that's definitely like one of the first thing I think whenever I had, originally found you you had definitely were wearing the, the yeah, glasses i was and i think you were probably wearing the glasses for like consistently for a oh, long yeah. time i did not take them off yeah. for like a year and a half i literally yeah. wore them every single bit of content I did not ever take them off now i now i swap them a lot but it's sort of like dr disrespect i remember like seeing his outfit mm, and i was yeah. like oh it's an actual character it's like a, it's like a version of you that's for nft content and i i thought that was kind of cool you know i thought it was cool. it's also great because i have all these big ass lights in front of me that are bright and so sometimes these will these will help on longer streams yeah yeah no that i mean it's it's a lot like i mean it's a lot like having an avatar in mm -hmm. in or a, a pfp whatever yeah. whatever in 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 this world specifically where a lot of people are very anonymous behind their profile picture and but either way like that that's what they're recognized by people don't recognize them because they see see them in a crowd unless um they're out in streams like this or whatever but it makes sense that people would would pick up on that specific thing like i, I don't know you nailed it i think <laughs> i think that i'm, I'm actually that, gonna get these redone so i have like five pairs left there's not that many in existence to be honest I'm I was gonna say, where the hell but, do you find them <laughs> no, i found these online after like six hours of digging like on the dark web i'm not kidding i'm kidding it was on the dark web but i searched for them and i bought out the rest of them like there's not really any left so like I have the last six and the thing is every time I go to a conference, they break, I break them somehow. So mm. like, I'm not, they're, they're like, they're like, I'm counting down the days before I'm down to one. So I was like, okay, well maybe I can figure out a way to buy a really expensive version of this that are enough similarities to where people will say, Oh, that's still K that's, that's the glasses, just like the evolved version. And I, and I know some people who are uh, friends with some sunglass manufacturers and I'm like, yo, I can actually get this done maybe soon. So I'm hoping in the next year or so I've got like, 
$150 versions of this that are maybe a, maybe they're not a sombrero. Maybe they're same color scheme kind of things, but I'm not yeah. exactly sure what it's going to be. But I do think it's important, like like NFT Nate's another NFT YouTuber, and he started wearing a bandana, a red or blue bandana across his forehead because he was like, shit, dude, I need some kind of brand builder. And I was like, bro, you can choose anything and it will work if you wear it enough times. Like people will start, right. they have no choice. They're like, bro, it's, you, you want to change anything about it? Like if you want to stop, if you were like, I'm going to wear contacts from now on, I don't want to wear glasses. It would be weird at first. And then after four or five weeks, you would just not, you'd be the guy who doesn't have glasses. It just wouldn't, it would be normal, you know? Right. Yeah. So, no, yeah. No, that. That makes sense. And I, I feel like it is, it's, it's just, it's branding. Like yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Like, so it, it makes, it makes a lot of sense that it, that it, and it's like po somewhat polarizing for some reason. I don't know why people I, <laughs> I'll I, tell probably you. just cause they love to hate. And that was something easy to, to hate like I said, bro, whatever. I don't watch content like that. So I can't even put my head. I don't even know what it's like to be a hater like that. Like I just can't yeah. imagine talking shit on a keyboard it doesn't make any sense like sometimes i'll watch a video and i'm like god that is a little bit cringy but it, but i know that they're a creator like i know that it's not that like they know that i know that they are aware that it's a little bit cringy but they're like oh listen i gotta get the video out so i get yeah. that i've been cringy before too so i think as a content creator it's hard sometimes to put that lens on and like with haters bro like you get there's so many amazing things that come from putting yourself out there online there's so many incredible opportunities you get and cool people you meet but like, bro, there is always a polar opposite. No matter what you do, if you make a good decision, that means there was an equal opposite, awful decision you could have made. There always has to be the polarity of the opposite. And so if you know that there's a bunch of great things that happen, you're like, shit, bro, what's going to happen on the other side? Like, well, you're going to get a lot of fucking haters. A lot of people are going to talk shit. You're going to go through some really like bad lows because you're going to not get as many views. You're going to start doubting everything. There will always be the opposite side of it. And you will always have to keep that in mind. So when they happen, you're not sitting there going like, why am I getting hate? It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. Every single person you ever have known has gotten hate. Every single person, especially the ones that have won, that you're looking at for uh, for inspiration, you think that they haven't gone through some shit? I'm like, you're wrong, brother. You are wrong. They've gone through the worst of it. That's why they're there. Yeah. I, yeah. You you have to go through it. I mean, it's very rare, I would imagine, to, to not go through that kind of shit. And I don't know. At the end of the day, haters are gonna hate, and who gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> let let them hate. Uh, but I I also agree with with your your view, though. It's like I I can't imagine, like, whenever I, if I watch a a video or whatever that I really hate <laughs> or or don't 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 like what they're saying i just Scroll. continue on like why why are you wasting your time typing? there's like, a great button now it says not interested you can literally click that button and i do it all the time when i needed to stop wasting time bro every time i saw a thirst trap i clicked not interested i was like bro i can't <laughs> i just i was like i'd love to watch this but i can't bro like you got to get this shit out of my face like i cannot watch this stuff anymore yeah, I I feel got too much testosterone in my body. I didn't, I, I didn't know that there was there was a not interested button. I oh, haven't there is. I haven't, been, I haven't been paying attention enough, just scrolling and not not looking at the buttons. But, um, dude, what a I see the 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 sign in the background, the George George Kingdom. What what's George Kingdom all about? I know I think it's tied to some sort of NFT, but that's about yeah. all I know. Yeah, bro. So George Kingdom. So George specifically came twenty twenty when COVID hit. I just like a lot of people tapped into my creative side because what the fuck else are you gonna do? You're sitting in a, you're literally sitting in the home. And if you're in a, and if you're in a good position that you're not in an abusive home, you're not in a situation you don't want to be in. If you're in a good place, then like 
you should take advantage of that. Um, and so I remember I was like, I got all this time. I'm still work. I was still working. I was still serving. So I was making great money. Um, like three to $500 a day, crazy shit. And I was working like four to five times a week. So I had good money coming in. I could afford to buy a camera now. And I was like, well, listen, let me give this YouTube thing a go. And that was the start is COVID. So I picked up a YouTube camera or a YouTube, uh, picked up the camera for YouTube. It was just an iPhone in the beginning. And then I started taking thumbnails and I was like, shit, this is actually kind of fun. And so the thumbnail is, is where it all grew. So from the thumbnail came real photography. Cause I was like, let me, let me amp up the level of this thumbnail. Let me make a really, really epic thumbnail. And then I was like, yo, this photo is good on its own. And then I was like, yo, let me zoom in on these fucking leaves outside. And like, let me, let me get like, that's what, that's how it happens for, for photographers. It's like the, the classic origin story. You pick up a camera, you zoom in on a leaf blade. You're like, holy <laughs> shit. And you take a picture. You're like, yo, that's the best leaf blade picture I've ever seen in my life. And then you just go from there. And so it, that photography journey kicked in and uh, I was like learning and practicing. I, I spent like five months apprenticing. I didn't actually apprentice, but I was watching all her YouTube videos, which is how I learn everything. That's why I love YouTube. I've always been a YouTube watcher since I was a kid. And so I, I'm watching Sorella Moore, goaded, goaded YouTuber, finance YouTuber, photography YouTuber. She's like, if you want to watch someone who like gets the game, she is so fucking smart. It's Sorella Moore, S-O-R-E-L-L-E, and then A-M-O-R-E, I think is her um, unbelievable content creator. A uh, smart woman, um, you know all, all the things. Anyways, so she she used to do a lot of self portrait photography and travel, and then she she shifted and really like finances. So she made another YouTube channel and blew that one up. So she's a beast. Anyways, she's doing all these self portraits, and it's a whole art on its own to do self portrait photography because you're the subject and you're the one taking the photo. It's very hard. And I didn't have a camera that was good enough to have a little clicker for me, so I have to set myself up, make sure I'm focused run back to the camera, click the button, run back and make sure everything is good. And in that place, I need to stand in. So I got to go find a tripod, stick where I'm going to be, make sure the camera's focused on it. It doesn't get it right eight times out of 10. So it's wrong. So I'm sitting there redoing it, redoing it, redoing it, redoing it. And eventually I get good at this photography stuff. Um, damn, like she must have deleted a lot of her videos. And we go to the videos tab real quick, if possible. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe she deleted all her videos. It looks like she did, but Anyways, if you type in her name, you'll be able to find a lot of her videos. But so I started doing photography and uh, I went on the trip and I was like, perfect. I'm a trial photographer now. This will be great. And so I just leaned in to my creativity, took the most insane, like they really are like on their own, bro. The reason I keep making videos is because I know that the photos will be tied to me one day and like they'll, they'll derive value from whatever I'm able to attribute to those NFTs, mm -hmm. but on their own, they're phenomenal photos. So um, they're on OpenSea. Just type in. I was gonna Joy say, Age. where do you find them? Uh, if you have type in on OpenSea, Joyage, and then Prequel, they're all the photography bits. And so I took those photos on the trip. The Prequel is the year up to it. So basically, like when I got the camera to the year uh, to like the point where I left on the trip. That's called the Prequel. I called it. And so then yeah. I had the Joyage, which was the trip. Yeah. So these are all the. This is like there's 26 of them in here. There's 45 items, but I hold 20 of them or whatever it is, and they're in my wallet. And so I have other torch. I have other collections that are called the torch collections. They're sort of like they're mutant apes to the board apes. And so mm. they're not photography, but if you want to have like the second level, the second tier NFT, that's the torches. And if you hold a couple of those torches and you hold one of these, you can actually swap for any of the photos I own inside my wallet. And so I have 20 alternatives in there basically. And so if you hold, you know, two torches and one of these prequel NFTs, you can swap for one of the ones in my wallet because it's a, it's an art thing. So I, I know that some people fuck with certain photos, but can't get them because the other person bought it and they love that photo too. And so I wanted that option for them. But basically, yeah, it's, it's photography pieces tied to my brand. I sold them out in 2021, the summer. I got really lucky. I hopped in on the photography wave and thought, shit, that guy's project sold out. 
Mine's better than his. I could do that. I got black and white photography. I didn't know people wanted that shit. So I posted mine. Three days later, the guy I was talking shit about bought my collection because I was like, bro, I mean, uh, they, they were great photography. It was great photography, but it wasn't anything that like I thought I couldn't do. So I thought I could do it myself. And so he just happened to be, it was Fidel Amos, who was the creator of Black and White Nights, which is still to this day, the number one photography collection in the game. Alex Becker bought it out, tweeted about it. It went viral. Now he's like, so he's this big guy. And so he just happens to be the guy who buys my first NFT, tweets about it, sells my collection out. And I was like, wow, Damn. okay, A, that's crazy karma. B, I feel like I got slapped in the face and handed a bag of money at the same time. Right. I need to do something good here. So I did the same thing. I, I was able to sell out like five other artists' collections by buying theirs and tweeting about it. So I was like, all right, well, my followers probably fuck with the stuff I fuck with. Maybe they'll buy it out too. Yeah. So I was able to give back a little bit. And then uh, YouTube started to pick up. And I was like, great, I got an opportunity here to sell out another collection. And, and I don't know where I'm going with it. I just want to like sell these NFTs because I can and I can figure out what to do with them once I'm when I have more when I have more money and more resources and stuff. This will be like ground zeros type of assets. And so I sold them all like 0.07 ETH, knowing that they'll go up at some point if I do my job. And they have like, I mean, they just like they literally have held that value because I've continued to put in work. I, I don't talk about them enough. I maybe should be talking about them more. Um, I, I am talking about them in my streams once a week. I mention them to the people who keep showing up because basically what mm. I'm saying is like, yo, I am going to take off one day. Like there's, there's no situation where I don't, I will take off one day. I will have that money one day. I will have the connections one day. I will like, that's the game. And I'm going to get to the top. I always do. So if you want to get in and be part of that, this is ground zero and nobody knows yet. So this is the time to get, that's why I always say, cause I'm like, that's, that's the truth of it. I've had 80% of my holders have been holding since 2021. Like most of them never sell. Damn. There's never yeah. a floor price. If it is, it's like half an ETH. Like they never sell them. So the only way to get in is like these wrapped ETH offers. But the goal is there is like, yo, these are great photography pieces on their own. They're an NFT that is tied to a creator that doesn't know how to stop. I don't stop. It's not in my DNA. I just can't stop till I win. And then when I win, I just take that W and roll it somewhere else. And I just, I like to do that. It's like my world. So that's sort of my brand. If you're, if you're interested in that stuff, that's kind of how you get in. But it's just cool because like, on all my collections, the floor price is either expensive or it's nothing. And it's just, it just shows like that's the only kind of person I want in my community. I don't care to have a bunch of volume. I don't care for it to go viral. It'd be way cooler if the price is this. And then one day they're not. And then I go, man, you guys could have gotten in. I was mm -hmm. telling you all this videos of me saying get in. There's a YouTube video on my channel where I... I, I literally am like, yo, here's my NFT collection. The floor price is 0.03 ETH. I haven't sold any of them. And they're like in the video, there's like the collection with zero sales. And I'm like, man, I cannot wait to pull that out one day when these are worth thousands of fucking dollars and tell all the people, look where we came from. We did it right. We did it right because we predicted this is how it's going to work. And we stuck to the strategy. Like I want, I want my life to be like, like a story about that. Like, yo, if you, if you like have an actual mission and you actually stick with it and you do the things you can get there and i would love for my youtube channel to be an actual documentary like i remember when i first started that was the goal if i can make a documentary of my life on youtube and when people talk shit i'm like no no you can go to this year and find exactly where you're at and i will tell you there's a way out because you're here and i've been there too so i want that like that youtube thing to be here for the rest of my life because i don't see a world where i don't want to do something crazy and then share things about it like that's that's like where I get value. That's where I know I can help. That's where I can give back. That's where I can create cool opportunities for. Um, and like ever since I've been a kid, I watch YouTube. And ever since I was a kid, I can remember wanting for that, like a fatherly figure or someone who's like a male person who's dominating something. And is like, 
saying, yo, you want to do these things? These are what's required. And like, I didn't have that as much growing up. And so I would find people to, to sort of be that person for me. And it was usually movies and stuff until I found out that they're just actors and not really just characters. Right. And so then it shifted to YouTubers who were doing the thing. So sorry, that was a fuck. That was a ramble. That was a ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's all good. And I mean, that's the point of the show is for you to talk. I don't need to be a jabbering, jabbering guy up here too, but I mean, I do my fair share as well. Uh, but that's, that's dope. And I'm, so now I'm curious just cause. I love NFTs and and I, I like that there's a little bit of gamification um, in in yours already. So you were saying if so, you have the the original ones, which were the photos, and then the torches. Yeah. So the torches then you can use to turn into the original ones. No. So so if you, if you hold, so say you choose Joy Age. Say say the Joy Age represents more for you than the prequel, and you're like, I fuck with that that story i love those photos more so you're like okay i know i'm probably gonna stay with the joy age one so i should pick up two torches from the joy age collection like there's a big distinction there's like one's green one's blue one says joy age and all cast one says prequel so if you pick the joy age torches you pick up a couple two of those and then you hold a joy age kingdom uh sorry a joy age uh access key which is photography so if you hold two of these torches and you hold one of the actual joy age photography pieces that is like the qualification to be able to swap one of yours for one of mine so then you would so you would go into the Joy Age collection and say, okay, I want that one, and I see it's held in Cade's wallet, which means it's probably up for an alternative swap. Meaning, if I hold two of the torches, I can swap for that one. I just want it's, it's mainly for like artists to be like, I want that one in my house, not this one. And yeah. I already bought one. Is there any way for that? And I had a lot of people asking me that, so I knew that would be a thing in the future. So that's why I offered this, and so I sold these really cheap, and was like, listen, if you ever are going to be interested in it, this is you might as well pick it up now. If not, they're still going to be here, but it's up to you guys to decide the quantity. So like I sort of set like a, a, a sort of set like a, a, a number and I was like, it's not going to be more than this, but it's up to y'all to decide how many is going to be here. It could be 12 or it could be 50. So I did that for both collections, I think. And I think the prequel has like 28. This one has 36. And so I, I let sort of like the OG crowd do that because I thought it'd be cool for the story. And it's like yeah. it's sort of like all about the story a little bit because like I just know it'll work. Like if you look like if you if you go here, um, you don't have to follow what I'm saying. But if you go to like the activity tab on this collection or any of the access key collections, you'll see that it started off like very baseline, very just like flat. And then it picks up a little bit. And I kind of like that because overall, like you can see in the very beginning, there's nothing. And then obviously like, I'm not talking about them as much. We're in a bear market. There's no reason to hold these right now for 90% of people. So most of the sales were in the beginning because they bought it to hold for the next five years or 10 years or however long it's going to be. But I think it's cool to have this where I'm like, yo, you could have bought it in here. And then there was a three year gap where you could also bought in there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, there's opportunities for it. And I just think it's cool that like it's on the blockchain. Like there's no way to fake it. I'm like, no, this is what happened. And I had the videos to prove it. So I, I yeah. like that aspect of it. It'll be it'll be cool to 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 be able to point back to your videos and be like, like you're saying, like, hey, remember when I made this video and I told yeah. you how how much it was, and you should pick it up if you believe in me as somebody that's creating and that's a dope picture. Yeah. And um <laughs> um and you didn't pick it up and now they're whatever a couple thousand bucks or million dollars whatever <laughs> whatever they end up being like that i also was, have that youtube was... videos on these so if, if you were to go to the prequels main collection page uh really quick and you just go to the bio part at the top um you'll find that so if you go to so scroll down and hit joy age uh access so joy age nft opensea yeah right there if you hit that button and then you go to that bio which is the right below the title it says there are 20 access keys in the collection if you hit see more 
uh, have anything you need to know about the collection is there. Like there are certain videos that if you watch them, you'll you'll understand the entire ecosystem. And so you'll just know. But the, the gist is basically if you fuck with my stuff, this is the, the number one way in is these access keys. This number two way is the uh, torches. The number three way is just like supporting by like retweeting and stuff like that. So uh, I also have clothes and stuff, but I don't really push those as much. It's mainly for people who really fuck with me. But um, but yeah. Weird. That's dope. I. Nah. Oh yeah, for, dude. That, that that's actually ending today. I'm actually closing it up today. Um, so it's literally the last day any of these will be available. Um, the next one will be like a summer launch with like tank tops and like short sleeve. But this I had because I was like, listen, it's gonna be cold in people's houses because it's hot outside. So uh -huh. I'll leave this open for like another month because I wear hoodies all the time. I'm usually Dude. in sweats. Only reason I'm not is because I, I came back from a long walk. So I was hot when I got back, but normally I'm in sweats. And so I knew that some people still fuck with the sweatpants in the summer. So I oh, left yeah. it open for a little bit longer, but um, it's, yeah. it's the worst living, living in Texas. Cause Dude. I, <laughs> cause I, I, I mean, I keep my house. I think we, I mean, I like to set it at 69 for the culture, nice. but, um, but like keep it, keep it pretty, pretty, pretty chilly in here. That's and cool. like, so I always have to throw on sweatshirts, but then anytime you're going to go outside, you have to like strip off all the layers and yeah. it's just like and with clothes but, too, bro. Like I, I would watch Logan Paul. So like I said, everything I get mm -hmm. is from some inspiration. Like Logan Paul always wore his own clothes. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Imagine like wearing your own clothes, but it doesn't That's suck. true. I like never... <laughs> imagine the clothes didn't suck and you wore it. How cool would that be? So now I only own my own logo, like my own clothes. And I spent like, I probably spent almost $10,000 on samples to figure out the right clothes. Cause I was like, I'm going to wear these and I need to be proud to like, obviously I need to find them comfortable. Otherwise I'm not going to wear them. But like when people say, Oh cool. You have clothes. I need them to not follow that up with, Oh, but it's shitty quality. Mm. I need to not have that happen. So I spent tons of money trying to get the right blends, figure out the game, figure out all this stuff. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, bro, I'm genuinely very, very happy with the products because I sent them back a hundred times to make sure they were perfect. And, um, and now I know the game of, of like, I've helped three or four people now with like clothes. Cause they're like, how the fuck do I do this? And I'm like, I got you. I already did it. I learned from my friend. So obviously I'm going to pass on that information. Yeah, dude. I might have to get some crafter clothes. Cause yeah, <laughs> whenever you said that, I was like, that would be fucking nice. Just, it's, I'm just gonna wear really my clothes. Nice. It's really, really cool. And it's an active manifestation to always see your logo. That's why it's back there behind yeah. me. It's on my hands. I have George uh, tattooed on my hands. Like it's there everywhere. I look, it's on my fucking glasses. It's in uh -huh. front of me. There's it's everywhere. And everything I've ever like anything that's ever been accomplished. It's been some version of like an accumulation of something until it just happens. That's, I mean, that's, that is manifestation at, at, at the, uh, granular aspect yeah. like that. I mean, it just builds and builds and builds and then boom, it's there. And a lot of times you don't even realize it. And <laughs> which is, that's, that's another thing that like, with like, we're always manifesting things. It's just that a lot of times you're not paying attention to to what is actually manifesting and i mean it can be good or bad or or this or that but um it's that's one of the things that i i've really tried to tried to be good about is be paying attention to what's going on inside of my head and whenever if i am thinking something that doesn't serve me isn't something that that i actually want my vibration to be at then i stop myself and i'm like why the fuck you think about that? Like, yeah, think about where you're going or whatever, whatever it is. And then, and then like, it's, it's powerful. I mean, I, I have to kind of attribute everything to that I've done so far to that is like, 
whenever whenever I set my mind to something, I am able to find the right people to help me figure out how to do this or that. And like it, everything always lines up and it's just manifestation. Dude, it's just trust that it will it will work the way it does. Like I've always had a, a small little inkling that I got it. I don't know what it is, but I felt like I was like, I got something that like I don't really understand it. I don't think anyone else gets it, but there's something here that is me that like is being slept on. And I always had that small little thought that maybe that's true. And throughout life, I would get tiny little inklings that I was, but I never had the confidence to like move forward with that. I was always like, yeah, but I'm still too underrated to make anything happen. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just sit and sit tight and wait. Like I remember, uh, it was so funny because it was like the number one insecurity of mine growing up. Cause I, I, I grew up going to a school with a bunch of like really attractive people. And I was definitely bottom near bottom of the totem pole and everyone was rich. Like it was a private school that my dad was working at. So we got free tuition, but I didn't belong there. And I knew I didn't belong there. So like, it was a rough, like first 14 years. Like I went all the way to freshman year there. But I remember vividly going like, damn, bro, I'm straight up, not as not as athletic, not as rich, not as cool, not as anything as any of these kids. Fuck. What am I going to do? Like, I'm screwed. And like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't get anything going. And then um, even even me making a college soccer team wasn't enough for me to be like, maybe I can I can pull a little bit of pride in myself. But it was so funny because like it's, it's such a silly story unless you're someone like me who just grew up without the attention, never got girls attention, like did everything they could, always got friends on these kind of things. And I remember like the hottest girl in my college grade area. She was a nurse. So I was in nursing in my first my freshman year. Um, her name was Olivia. <laughs> She's like married. Shout, now, shout out so Olivia. Just, shout out <laughs> Olivia. But like you know, maybe this didn't happen, but it did. So anyways, she was one. Of, she was for sure the hottest girl in our nursing program. And there was like a ton of people in there. And, uh, it wasn't a huge college. There was a few thousand people there, but she was for sure the most attractive. Um, she was exactly my type, but I, I had no thought that she would ever find me attractive. Didn't even pursue it. Didn't even give it a thought to pursue it. I just would like, you know, have a crush on her. So at the end of the year, and I was, uh, like at some point, um, in that we had become friends, but not really not enough. And then I left that college that year and I went to another school. And a few months later, she messages me out of nowhere. And I forget why the conversation happened, but she basically says, I had a crush on you since the first day you walked into nursing. And I literally was like, okay, what? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I just didn't tell you. And I was just like, I went that whole year thinking I was like, not it because I just like assumed. And I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what that tells me about the world, but it's like, it's not what I thought it was. It's like, the world is not exactly what you think it is. And because there's so many perceptions that are going around, that was just so crazy to me. Cause I was like, wow, if I had known that I would have operated that whole year very differently, obviously I would have asked her out for sure. But like, yeah. I just remember thinking like, Whoa, wait, wait a minute. And then like that, that was a very early stepping block. And it's like, maybe I do have something like, I don't know what it is, but maybe like I can do things. And that slowly started to build my confidence. And then I started working out harder. I started to like, Think about all those other things, but that was just the craziest thing. It was just—I don't even know why I that popped up in my head, but dude, that was such a crazy. I just remember thinking, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I can, <laughs> I can imagine. It's like, just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I spent the whole year. You probably would have still been going to that college if. if, 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 if I, I briefly thought I was like, "Do I need to? Did I already like enroll do in this other college? <laughs> so do I want to do long distance again?" <laughs> that's crazy Fuck me, bro that was that was some crazy shit though it's like one of the first time ever that that happened to me like a girl showing interest like that like it was so crazy bro i'm like 19 years old you know 
Yeah, yeah, I can only, <sighs> I can only imagine at that at that point in time, dude, just being like, "Are you kidding me?" But dude, that <laughs> I I feel like I mean, we all need those those like I think you call it a stepping stone. Like we all we all need those, and yeah. that, at least you were able to then kind of like identify that as like, oh shit. Like, okay, maybe there, maybe, maybe I do have something going, going on that, that I can be confident about and, and actually pursue, um, the things that I, I, I think I want to do in, instead of holding I mean, I back. always, I always looked at like, you know, the, the stories where like an old, you sit next to an old man on the bench and he fucking drops some wisdom on you and you're changed forever. Definitely. I'm always looking for that. And so I think that I find that in a, not exactly, it doesn't have to be an old man on a bet on a park bench, but I look for that type of thing. And so sometimes it happens if you're looking for it. And I think a lot of times people people miss things that happen because they're not looking for it. Mm. And that's why it's so important to manifest because if everything's top of mind, you're going to notice it. Like I, the last few months, I've been like, all right, money needs – like I don't care how evil money is or whatever people think about money. I need more. Like I straight up just need more. And it's not because I'm I'm like a money-hungry bastard. It's just because like I genuinely just need more. Like it, this, for this to work for the next year, I need more money. So let me just I've – never, I've never manifested money in a way where I truly believed it could happen. So let me just – five or 10 times a day, just like remember to say the word money and to think about the word money and to visualize money. And bro, like the next day, my grandma like sends me hundred dollars for something. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then like, this happens, that happens. I get a friend reaches out, like, go, I need help with this. And I was like, yo, these things are there. If you're looking for them, they're always there. That Mustang that drives by every time uh, that you never noticed is always still there. It's not like it doesn't exist, but the second you think about Mustang, then you'll notice it, but it's always been there. And that's mm. a very important thing to remember in life. If there's things you want to go toward, Keep them top of mind because you'll see them when everyone else misses them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like all all of all of the the everything's that you want is in your in your vortex. Gosh. You just need to be paying attention to actually grab hold of it and make it reality. I mean, that's I don't know. That's just kind of the name of the game, and it. But it's so it's so easy to be to be blind to things <laughs> that. Like it's just it's just easy to turn on autopilot and yeah. it's way easier, bro. Very easy or more you, more really comfortable, just... maybe maybe yeah. is is or at least the the comfort is what keeps people there. Is that mm -hmm. yeah. it's easy to be comfortable and be on autopilot, but is that really what you want? Eventually, you'll shine through. Eventually, you'll feel yourself. Either you will not, and you'll be fine with it. Some people are. Some people are just like, no, I'm cool with that. And like, if that's truly what it is, that'll come out, and they'll be like, no, I am cool with that. But some people are not built for that. Some people genuinely just can't feel satisfaction unless they will do that thing. And I'm not really talking to people who aren't that. Like, uh, if, if that's not you, that's fine. But you're not going to find my content very compelling because you're going to be like, why is this try hard trying so fucking hard? Relax, you know, just get a fucking job and, and shut up about it. But there are people who just can't. That's just not it is. So, like, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be miserable. You're like, why am I miserable? Well, you know you want that other thing. Like, that's why you're miserable. You're sitting here and you're taking this when you know you don't want that. Of course, you're going to feel bad and you're not going to feel good until you go do the other thing. It's just hard because that thing requires a considerable amount of uncomfortability and grit. And you're going to sit there and go, fuck, I thought I wanted this, but like, I don't know if I actually want it. And you're like, well, if every person you look up to, you want to be around them, then you should know that they also felt that exact same resistance that you're feeling. And the only difference between you and them is they continue pushing through it. So you just got to ask yourself, that's what you want. You might not be there yet. You might take the L. And say, I'll come back again and I'll try again. Eventually, you will hit that spot and you'll either say, I'm really about it. And eventually you will be. Or you'll say, you know what? Maybe I don't actually want this. But at the end of the day, 
you will know what you actually want because you're going to know inside how you feel. And if you really don't, if you really don't, you're going to know you're lying to yourself. And until you stop lying to yourself, you're always going to feel that in your stomach, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's so true. <laughs> like, it's spot, it's spot on. And I mean, I just got distracted by the thought. I don't know why this thought just popped in my head, but I want, <laughs> I want you, I'm manifesting this for you. I want you to go on stage at a conference or something and not have those glasses on and everyone in the crowd start chanting glasses, <laughs> glasses. <laughs> and like, you, right, like I will. And you have them in your back pocket and just put them on and everyone goes crazy. I, <laughs> I think I think I thought of that because I realized like, oh damn, he's still wearing those glasses. Bro. But I fucking I love them. I, <laughs> they're they're part of you. And I think I think that's it's rad. It's so you found you found those glasses one pair of those glasses at a thrift store is that how it, that's how it all it was, it was just the happen to be at that goodwill when i was there if i'd gone to a different one i never would have found them uh-huh yeah took me two years to track down the next pair too i had to make that first one last <laughs> i didn't, couldn't find them couldn't find them online they were always sold out online i was like well i guess they're out of they're not being made anymore i guess and i got lucky i found some alibaba site that had like four left and i just bought them all out mm -hmm. are so, they like all the ones you've had are like the same they're like, the exact same yeah crazy I wonder, I'm sure you've looked on like eBay and stuff. It's everywhere, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I missed it. I'm sure there are, there are, there probably are some more out there, to, but they're not, they're not actually that easy to find. Like for some reason, they're not that easy to find. They probably had a lot of garage sales. Maybe. <laughs> just need, you just need the right person to find them and then put them online so yeah, that you right. can, that you can pick them up. That's funny though. Dude, Um, I am curious about, your experiences because a lot of times and i love having other people on on the show that aren't as as in in deep at, with metaverse stuff but a lot of people that come on the show um we talk about a lot of different metaverse stuff and i'm curious like what what has been your experience with metaversey type stuff and like is there anything that you're paying attention to right now that that you're interested in exploring and if not it's not a big deal i'm just i'm just this is i don't like i said a lot of people that come on are very very deep in the metaverse so i don't get i don't get a lot of chances to talk to people that really don't have an opinion or i have a huge opinion on metaverse actually i just there's not many that are out right now that i've i just haven't done enough digging for the actual companies all, the only thing I really do know is that the consumers as a whole, the market isn't ready for that yet. Like we saw it with um, with the Apple Vision Pros. We're just not as a culture ready for that kind of move yet. We're not ready mm -hmm. to move on from the phone. We yeah. will be for sure within a few years. But And, and the, the, the Vision Pros have got to be less than $1,000. They've got to be like $300. If they can get them down they, to 300 bucks, And they have to be like this. Yeah. If they, they look can... like that and they're 300 bucks, we will move and we yeah. will be good. Yeah. It's, it's just we got to get to that point first and that can that can take a little bit of time um and it, we're, we're like one big invention away we're one big actual thing that's fun that gets enough people like pokemon go shocked the world shocked me mm -hmm. i couldn't believe how many people were willing to walk i'm not <laughs> doing that shit dude are you kidding me oh my god absolutely fucking not i thought i was like i remember when i was playing pokemon on the ds i was like yo be so sick if this is a real game and i could run around but i'm not gonna go outside like i could maybe i, I thought about this if you get one of those like 
treadmills that are 360s that you can like, bet <laughs> yeah. you're attached to it and yeah. maybe every step in the game uh was like a thousand like maybe real step was like 10 steps in the game maybe sure. maybe but like other than that like i don't know about that yeah <laughs> so for me I'm, I'm waiting for that first game i have seen it i have seen a couple that excite me like ready player one kind of thing is one of my favorite movies ever and the idea Same. of that is, i don't know why people are so either they're against it or they're like that will never happen and i just i can't understand why they think that because i'm like yeah but like you're saying that because right now in this current climate that wouldn't happen which i would agree but in another future world where like these are like the the step down from that is what everyone has with these glasses then i'm like why would you think that that's not possible when mm. these things weren't possible 10 years ago it, for me it makes no sense i think they'll all be possible i don't know how how much percentage of like the world would be interested in it but i know for me that there's a lot of money there's opportunities and there's cool things that can happen if you are paying attention to innovation and uh project kaizen i actually rep them all the time because i just fuck with them it's tom yeah. bilyeu's uh impact theory company and they've mm -hmm. got unlimited money basically they've got all the right people on it if anyone's going to have access to the top tier stuff that come out firsthand it's going to be probably them because they have to test it out on their stuff and that's what they want to build and i know that the vision that tom bilyeu is building for impact theory is very big and he's been building it for five years so i'm like it's not like He's trying to rug. It's not like this is a new idea. This is an extension of his brand already. Impact Theory has changed, including myself, millions of lives through their podcasts. Like, and Tom, Tom Billy is a billionaire. He like he literally sold his company, Quest Nutrition, which everyone's probably had. Quest Nutrition bars, protein bars. Um, if you guys don't know, you probably ate one. You probably got it at a gas station for like three bucks. They're great. And he uh, he sold that company for a billion dollars. So he knows what he's doing. He's been in the content game for a while. He's been in the social media entrepreneurship game for a long, long time. And if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be probably him. So for me, I've just associated myself with some of the people on their team. I made a good video on them. He, he reshared it and everything. So those kind of companies excite me. Uh, I have not yet had an experience in the metaverse myself that was particularly exciting other than when I was a kid. My dad, he, he works in Silicon Valley now, but he was um, he did a bunch of work with education in computer science. So he kind of sort of led the way actually he's like he was way more big than i thought he was growing up i didn't know he was such an important person in that world but uh he basically created the curriculum for computer science in america for like schools and so he's like for yeah. uh for like good computer science programs so he's like one of the best he created that he represented the united states at like all these conferences for microsoft and i was like oh shit i didn't realize that because computer science wasn't that big back then you right. know computer science as a whole coding was not cool like none of these things were cool yet gamers weren't cool yet so like he was big in that world. So when that world blew up, he like got all these crazy things. And um, we all the time he would bring home like Xbox to test out or, or the Quest, the the VR headset thing. He would bring those home because he, he always had first access because he was in charge of writing that fucking curriculum. So the school's like, yeah, blank check, whatever you need, we'll just buy it. And so he would just get to try all these things. So I know the world of VR is there. And I even tested it 10 years or five years ago when it was very clunky. It still sold me. I was like, bro, if this doesn't suck, this is sick. If this yeah. doesn't, if this isn't heavy and making me bulky and I'm running into chairs everywhere in my living room, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. And I just knew that growing up. And like, bro, there would not be this many visionaries and billionaires in the industry if it was so stupid. They just they just wouldn't be. Tom is too smart. Gary's too smart. There's too there's too many smart heads in here who have successfully multiple times built businesses that are successful for me to know that there's something here. And so I'm sticking here, bro. All I know is that I've already made the connections. I'm already here. I've already established myself somewhat. There's no reason for me to dip out when we're in the building block part where this is the time I'm going to connect with Tom Billy. It's not going to be when he's, once he's already launched it and there's already a million users right. and stuff like that. I'm never going to get the chance then. I got to already be in the game. 
So I love that whole topic. I just don't think as consumers, as even as viewers, people aren't really excited to talk about it because there's not really a real thing to pull experience mm -hmm. and relatability from. Yeah, I think that I, I definitely see your like your point of view, and I, I, uh, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that that the metaverse is going to be a thing like Ready Player One at some point in hopefully our lives. But it, I mean, we oh, as humans we don't don't typically think this far into the future. But if it's not in our lifetime and we don't blow this planet up. It'll definitely be in like younger generations' lifetimes. Bro, it's happening in the next decade, dude. There's things move too fast. Yeah, We're, we can't help it. We cannot help it, and China can't help it. We're just gonna get there. It's like I don't know why yeah. people keep fighting it. I'm like, bro, you can fight it all you want, but like the only reason AI hasn't already taken the world over is because we we like are trying to stop that hap from happening, and it's still gonna happen. It's still just gonna take five percent longer. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. AI is another a whole, a whole nother rabbit hole. But that's, good, that's a good point. Um. Dude, one thing that that I wanted to point out to you, just because it's top of mind for me, is that because um, you said that you haven't really experienced any kind of metaverse stuff that that you've enjoyed, um, there is, and I'm sure you're familiar with the sandbox. They just today, I think it was today, um, opened up so that some, not everyone yet, but some some people can publish to their land. Mm. And I would recommend if I were you checking out. Um, I can I could recommend some some games that are in there, but I, I don't know how much of a gamer you are. But there's some there's some really fun games coming out um, in in this like little soft launch that they're doing, and it and the growth that the sandbox has gone through has been well. Sometimes I hesitate to say impressive because it seems like it's been slow, but I don't really know how long these kind of things take to ship. So maybe it's not slow. Um, but either way, like it, it, it's definitely shaping up to be somewhere that that I'm looking forward to hanging out in. Um, it's it's not going to get us to to the point that it feels like Ready Player One style, obviously. Um, but I think it's it's going to like open a lot of people's eyes to the possibility of what like an open, open world style metaverse will be. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then I think, I think that it's exciting to see things like that. And whenever the other side gets here, I think they're, they're going to do a good job because improbable um, who is basically they're building on top of um, is doing some really crazy things. So um, th those two, the sandbox and the other side would be two that I would keep my eye on just because I think from what I've seen and I, I don't know a lot about the, the Kaizen. I, I, I've definitely like heard of it and looked a little bit into it. I know that like it's geared around um, these avatars, but I, I didn't, I wasn't even familiar. Like, are, are they like trying to build like a, a metaverse like platform of themselves? So they're, what they're doing with impact theories podcast is meant to, uh, effectively level you up from someone who, you, mm -hmm. who you're at right now to someone who's better kind of thing. And so that's their goal with their podcast. And so with the game, this world they're making online, um, that's the, they're trying to make an extension version of that. So it's a, some type of game that is, is like set to work on your mindset. The goal is to like build your mindset by being in this world. The longer you spend there, the better you're going to get at it. And which means if you're doing better in the game, it's supposed to equate to your life because supposed sure. to transcend the game so the goal is that and what they've put out so far 
is very much like Ready Player One, the type of game, the type of feel, the type of energy from it. And so for me, that's cool. Like, I don't have really any interest in playing other sides game at all. I don't really have any interest in playing the sandbox games at all because I'm not a gamer. Sure. But the, but being in a, like when I watched Ready Player One, when I watched a couple episodes, I think it was either a Black Mirror episode or a movie. But there was like this guy who uh, I'm not going to do this, but he was like a hitman in the metaverse world. So like you're but it's like a blend of the real world. There's like all this tech stuff happening and all these things happening. I'm excited about that world of the blend of tech and mm -hmm. cyborg like realities. I, I don't think it's going to be as evil as people think there'll obviously be evil sides of it, but I don't think it's going to be all evil. It's be normal. It'd be like exactly how we use it. It'd be like if before phones existed, people would be like, everyone's going to be on their phone doing this thing. People would be like, that sounds awful. Like, well, it's not awful. It's just kind of what it is. And I it's see different. that world as what that could be. And I don't know if it's going to be fully virtual or partially virtual or what it's going to look like. But that world, all it represents for me is tons of opportunity and tons of crazy cool shit at your fingertips versus things that you got to buy. Like you can just like, on your glasses, just click by and it's there in front of you. And like, that's cool for me. Like that world, I don't really have any interest in playing the games though on my, on my desktop. That's not so much uh, what I care about. It's like, it's more of like the overall world shift that I, I just feel is so obvious to me. And so I'm more interested in that as, as a topic and as a content creator, what I can cover, what kind of opportunities and experiences that'll be super immersive for me that I can start, start to help translate to normal people. I, I don't know what that's going to look like yet. Uh, and I don't know what I should be doing in the next year or so. Like I should probably, I should probably be buying the vision pros and the quest headsets and trying to make as much content out of there and see what happens from it. Uh, which will probably be what I do, especially as VR starts to pick up and, and, uh, and Gary V starts talking about, it, obviously once Gary starts talking about it, yeah, inevitably, inevitably four or 5 million people will have to see cause they're gonna, they gotta see if he's right. People gotta prove him wrong, you know? So yeah, no, I, I definitely, I've always been like a gamer, but I'm a very casual gamer and I enjoy playing games for a little bit, but I'm, I'm also very much more so looking forward to a metaverse, like more of what you're, you're explaining. That's more immersive and it's more like experience based mm -hmm. and, and not so much, um, game based. Although, I mean, like I said, uh, I think everybody enjoys some sort of gamification, but it doesn't need to be like, like you're saying, like, a, like sit down at your desktop yeah. and it needs and to be a part kind of, of your, of your routine. It doesn't need to be a separate thing that you got to go and do, you know? Right. Right. So, once yeah. that's the thing though, bro, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen from it. I just, I just know uh, that's coming and there will be cooler opportunities than there are today because of it. Yeah. So I'm just thrilled. I'm literally just thrilled. Like I need to be in a good position when that happens. Like that's pretty much my only motivation. Like, bro, when that stuff starts happening, I'm going to want to be at the, like, I would love to be at a point where I could just buy a $4,000 pair of glasses, but I'm just not, I can't just drop that right. out of nowhere. I'm like, I'm literally a content creator trying to survive the bear market. I'm trying to stay alive as long <laughs> as I can. Um, and so I, I need to be once, the, once the next stage of that happens, I need to be at a point where I can start to uh, unleash on my adventure of the metaverse, you know? And so that's a big thing for me. And I don't know what, I don't know where that, I don't know how I get there. I just have faith in that. I will keep going and keep figuring it out. And that if I do those things that the flow of life will, will let it happen, whatever needs to happen. I don't know if it'll be that, but that's where I want to go. So that's where I'm headed. Hell yeah. And that, that kind of like brings us full circle back to, <laughs> back to kind of how we started the whole conversation of you've, you, you took those first steps and now you are continuing to yeah. take those steps forward and who knows where it's going to bring you, but because you are continuing that, mm. that, that upwards climb, if you will, um, you are going to find wherever it is that you're going. No one, no one knows, but 
you just keep taking those steps and you'll get there. And yep. I, and nobody knows what the metaverse is going to be. Who knows like when it when it'll be here or right. or how it'll play out. But but I'm here for however it plays out because all I know is it's going to be a good time um, and we're going to have a lot of fun in it. And that's at the end of the day, like that's why I'm doing this show too. Is like I want to I want to be here for it. I want to be a part of it, and I just want to experience all of it. And this is going to allow me to one be paying attention and learning learning about all of it and two setting me up in a similar way of like being financially able to to participate even early on where um like you're saying like like a four thousand dollar headset like that sounds that's pretty outrageous to me yeah. <laughs> like like i i just can't i can't fathom using it enough to to justify the cost right now um yeah. but one day obviously um there there definitely will be plenty of people that that do justify that cost in in some way or another i mean i i'm guilty i i fucking i bought the the quest 2 mm-hmm. um and used it maybe five times in like three years <laughs> i was like yeah. i was like god damn it like why i, I just i love new technology but things just I think because I experienced that with the quest, like I, it's hard to wrap my head around, like the technology needs to advance so drastically for it to become mainstream. Um, And I don't know what it's going to be that does it, but whenever it does get to that point, the technology is going to be nuts and it's going, and it's going to be, and it's going to feel like you're in an immersive world. Cause that's, that's what everyone wants. That's why, I, that's why I couldn't play on the quest for more than four days yeah. of the, across three years. Cause it just like, there, there's definitely some fun games on there, but it, it was still like, it was just, it just, it's, it's not it. And so that, that's what always keeps me excited for like, I know that that's where we're going and I know that we're going to get there. And I know that when we get there, it's going to be insane what yeah. we're experiencing. So I just, I can't wait for that day. Well, I can wait. I, I'm in, I'm definitely enjoying the journey, but um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun whenever we get there. Can't wait, bro. Cannot wait for that shit. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Um, dude, it's been a blast chatting and we're kind of getting to the point where, well, one, it's getting really fucking dark in here. I haven't recorded in this room yet, but, um, and two, I need to go, um, start making some dinner. So let's, let's start wrapping, wrapping this bad boy up. We've already been on for about an hour and a half and we've talked about some awesome stuff. I want to give you, uh, the stage here just one, one more time, just kind of plug yourself, let people know where they can support you, find you, whatever you want to say. Uh, and then we'll say goodbye. Hell yeah, bro. Hey, thank you for having me on. I had a great time talking uh, earlier this week, actually. I was like, it's kind of funny because I I guess it goes exactly what we were saying about the manifesting earlier. But like earlier this week, I remember thinking I need to go on a podcast and actually drop some heat and like and like be down to drop the heat and like not feel like a little bit of uh, cringe or whatever and just like lay it all out and go all in on my conviction when I say things and start to practice it's funny that you said like go up on stage one day because the goal, yeah, it would be like eventually, uh, of course, I would love to go on stage one day and like have like a, key- a keynote where I can actually have the stage and know that I can take a pause because I don't have, you know, like a two minute timer before I have to get off the stage. Like I'm preparing, preparing for that. So preparing on like when to insert pauses is still hard, 
because you yeah. want to tell a story and get through it really quick because that's that's how people are now. But there's there's like power in those pauses and stuff. So I try to practice that. But um, as far as like, and so I thought I um, I practiced that a little bit here today. But anyways, um, with the YouTube, I think you, oh, I think you crushed it with bringing bringing the heat. By the way. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. But with YouTube, bro, yeah, if you guys like my stuff, like uh, you guys can follow me on all, on all platforms. It's either Cade Bergman or K.Bergman on all platforms. I think it's only K.Bergman on Instagram, but I'm, I post everywhere. I'm a, I'm a fucking social media monster. That's what I do. That's what I love. And so I'm there. I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. So Saturdays is on, they're all on my channel. But the Saturday show is Phillips. So we talk about what three, all things going on in NFT land on Saturdays at 1230 p.m. PST. Uh, on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. PST, I do my coffee break stream. So we just go over everything to do with trading, crypto land, Web3 land, innovation, stories, culture things. Like I talked about Sound of Freedom. I went to go see that the other day. That was a pretty powerful movie. So talked about that for like half an hour. So I just do whatever. Like that's my whatever stream. I talk about all the things I want to talk about. Thursdays. At whatever time they end up being, I do a podcast typically. So this, I think Tuesday, or tomorrow, sorry, Thursday, yeah, tomorrow at uh, 11 a.m. PST, we have Zorro, who's a fucking fiend online making money. So if you want to learn how to make money and you want to learn how an actual operator makes money using AI and actually uses AI for real, then that's the podcast you should watch because that man is fucking crushing it everywhere online. So if you want to have any success online making money, anything like that, that's a podcast you don't want to miss. So other than that, dude, I think that's all the plugs. Yeah, like I said, everything's there on that joyishkingdom.live. Um, all my all my links pretty much that are important are there. Hell yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on. And uh, all those links and stuff, well, probably not all of them, but I'll have the main links in the description okay. for you guys. Um, so if you're catching the replay, they'll be there for you. And uh, dude, it was a blast. We'll definitely have to have you come back on later down down the road and, and catch up again and i'm sure we'll stay connected and and keep crossing paths as we go so um thanks dude it was, yeah. it was a good one bro i appreciate it it was so much fun and uh yeah hopefully hopefully i represent the joyous fucking kingdom well and maybe inspire some people to go take that fucking leap bro take that leap go get your go get your joy george pass or whatever whatever the hell it's called you know what to do go go to open sea and pick it pick it up <laughs> get it done i was well, i was talking about more with the joy like start your fucking joy take that leap of faith and then buy my nft and then buy the nft both start <laughs> your own start your own voyage all right dope guys thank you guys for catching the replay or tuning in live i definitely saw some of you guys in the chat and uh we will catch you on the next one peace peace guys